everybody. Welcome back to We Liked You First. You just listened to The Assassination of Julius Caesar by returning writer Seth Harper. And I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Emma Mate. Hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you. We're so happy to have you this week, Emma. It's good to be back, Patrick. It's like you were never gone. I know. Well, it's just because no one listens to the episodes that don't have me. So. I know, right? Like, if, no. if you're not there, why would they listen? <laughs> so all of you people who are waiting for Emma to come back, thank you for waiting. <laughs> oh, yes, my fans. We're on our A game now. Um, <laughs> um, and we're also just super, super, super excited to have the wonderful Seth Harper back with us. How you doing, Seth? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing wonderful. So glad to be back. Back and better than ever. Back and better than ever. It's uh, really awesome. We were talking about this before the podcast. Seth, you've made a couple milestones on our podcast. You were the first writer, and now you're the writer of the shortest episode. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Only setting records out here. Nothing Only setting records. comes in at like less than four minutes. <laughs> I'm going to check. It's, um, it's four something. It's four sure. minutes and 45 seconds. We're just under that five minute mark. <laughs> I, was, I was so surprised that you wanted it to be its own episode because it's so short. You know, sometimes like it's, it's, you know, it's quality over, you know, the quantity of time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I would also call myself quality. So that works out. <laughs> uh, no, but the, the assassination of Julius Caesar, this was a piece that I pushed for in season one. I said, we have to do the assassination of Julius Caesar. And Patrick was like, yeah, we're, we've already got something going with Seth. I was like, okay, but eventually we've got to do this one. It is one of my favorite short stories. I, short I, stories, I, what would you call it, Seth? Uh, a sh- well, a short film, if it was ever you know produced, but I guess a, a short script. Yeah, I don't short know. Script. Yeah. You know, like it's like it's like on SNL, like when they do like digital shorts, you know, like a little right. short film, you know, yes. you, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, you're right, Emma. Like, you did, like, I, I do remember you were like, we have to do the, the assassination of Julius Caesar, and I, I was already a huge fan of it, but we, we were doing the Greek gods at the time, and I just, you know, and that was such a, I mean, like. I hope our listeners listen to that one because it was a really good episode too. And it was really well written and Seth did a great job. But I just knew coming into season two that we would have to, we'd have to give Seth an, another episode to feature the assassination of Julius Caesar. So Absolutely. Um, it was, it was awesome to work on another, another of your, you know, awesome works, Seth. Oh, thank you. Seth, why don't you tell us about how and where you got the inspiration for this short script right so i find i really like historical comedy i think it's very funny um and there's a movie called the death of stalin which is absolutely hilarious and it was just about the death of stalin and the aftermath of that blah 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 and i and it gave me the idea to write a funny version of the death of the assassination of Julius Caesar. So yeah, it was that movie, really. Mm-hmm. That's where we are now. 
I've noticed like in a lot of, I, I mean, like in the, just in the two pieces of work we've kind of got to work on, like the Greek gods and the assassination, assassination of Julius Caesar, they're both kind of, you know, your own retelling of, of history a little bit. Um, where do you get the, is history just like a fascination that you have, Seth? No, I'm just selfish and I, you know, I want history to be my way. And so I have to, I have to rewrite it. <laughs> but no, like, you know, it's me and Emma's brother, Sam. He's the, he's the historian. He's the, he was a history major. Um, I don't really have, I mean, history is interesting, but I don't have a ton of interest in it. But for some reason, I find it funny to rewrite history. Well, you do it well. This this piece I think it became one of my favorites because um the first time I read it through which was gosh a couple of years ago now um probably three I, years ago, yeah. what's that probably about three years ago or so yeah yeah about three years ago I remember thinking wow you he got the comedic timing just right and that was something that really stood out to me in this because um, you would uh, address something. Um, oh, well, there was, there was a flyer and then someone shoots it down. Who does, who does flyers? And then, you know, a couple of beats later, someone else is saying, yeah, there was a flyer and just reintroducing that humor. I love, I just love how it comes back around and, and the, I just felt like your, um, your jokes, your punchlines just really landed in this script which is why it's been one of my favorites for the last three years <laughs> you know she you, emma's right um there's a lot of those i think for such a short script you pack a lot of really great um like continual jokes like and like the flyers thing is one like they come in like he passed out flyers and then you know hey i, I came here because of a flyer then you have one of the, the random senators at the very end he's like i don't want to my wife won't be happy if my wife finds out that I was uh, a part of an organized murder. And he's like, well, why'd you come? He's like, you passed out flyers. <laughs> so like you have this huge build about flyers, but you also have the great joke of, um, hey, sorry, we're late. We're trying not to be followed. Who's going to follow you? Uh, you know, you can never be too careful. And then like, not, you know, just a little bit further down. Sorry, guys, I you had to make sure I wasn't being followed. You know, you have all these continual, just back-to-back, you know, you know, following very classic, you know, comedy, you know, standards of like the rule of three and the repetition and then bringing up a joke way later in, the, in your set. It was just, it was just really funny how you, how you packed all these little jokes along with the big joke of, of killing Julius Caesar. Yeah, thanks. Um, again, again, it's been about three years since I wrote it, but uh I was happy with it. So I gave it to like five of my friends to read and they all thought it was kind of, so I was like, wow, I wrote something kind of funny. It was great. <laughs> but then what I, what I like so much about uh, the performance that you guys put on for it is that you put on the Patrick Carlisle spin. Um, I definitely had Patrick in there um, just with the, you know, the space jam music in the background and, it, you know, it was a little different than how I imagined it when I wrote it, but I wasn't mad because I thought you did a great job with it and you captured a very specific voice and I thought it was really funny. Oh, well, thank you. 
Um, you know, I think a lot of credit also goes to, you know, like Ruth and Logan um, and Connor um, and Sarah who participated in the cast as well, because they, they definitely had their own interpretations of the characters that, that they really, they really took, you know, a moment, took chances on and ran with it as well. Yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought Ruth did a great job and whoever had that line uh, about their wife, how their wife won't be happy whoever that was I that was did, connor <laughs> connor did a great job on that line so go connor awesome um yeah i when i first read it i took it a, a little more serious kind of like secret underground like meeting like you guys we're doing this um but in this reading of it it was a pep rally it was yeah, loud pep- loud. it was great <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, Seth, this was a shorter piece. Um, I, sorry. It's okay. There's a dog. Being attacked by a dog. Seth, this was a shorter piece. What do you find yourself writing the most? Longer features or, or quick, little, short, wonderful, humorous pieces? Well, I do a lot more short stuff. I have several more just short films just sitting on a laptop somewhere um it's screenwriting is very difficult because you have to develop the story and have the story structure perfect and like have everything make sense and hit all these like these beats within the story and it's hard it's tough to do patrick wrote patrick's written much longer stuff that hits all these things and i'm it's, I'm so impressed by it because I have a lot of trouble having the whole story make sense. And I'm just out here trying to write funny things. Uh, and yeah. so I write a lot more shorter stuff because I don't think I'm good enough. But um, I've written some, you know, some, like episodes of or pilots or episode uh, of TV shows that are a little longer. Um, but I've done a lot more on the shorter yeah. end. I've never written a full movie or anything like that. Well, throwback to season one when we interviewed Mark Maté um, about the singles. Seth was also a writer on the singles, the TV series. Yes, I was. And you um, did write a full episode for that too. Um, yeah. To my recollection, it was very funny. <laughs> it, it was a Trek episode uh, where the, the singles wards, they are they were the mom pause on the uh, the youth's trek. Um, That's right. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's right. That honestly, I think is one of my favorite episodes, actually. I think it um, has some of the best jokes. And, and just for people who don't know what Trek is, you know, if we have any listeners who aren't aware in you know we're members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and we have a pioneer history and sometimes as you know youth activities will will like reenact you know the trek the pioneering pi- across it, the country in yeah. shirts and petticoats pulling hand carts and all you have is a barrel <laughs> exactly <laughs> you don't even a, have chapstick it's a really funny little piece of i guess of mormon culture that we you know that we have and seth wrote a a, a brilliant episode about it and i think my favorite joke seth that you wrote in there is that you had carl the cameraman show up 
dressed up like a Trekkie from Star Trek instead of dressing up appropriately. <laughs> and because he didn't understand what, what a Trek was. So he like comes in like as a Vulcan or something. And <laughs> I thought that was super funny. <laughs> forgot about that. So Seth, what are you currently working on? Well, uh, currently I am starting to write a book, actually. So a little different than what I usually do. Uh, I haven't started writing it yet. Um, okay. I'm still figuring out what it will look like. It's very early stages. So like, you know, I could still just end up not doing it. And then this is all for nothing. But uh, <laughs> essentially, it's called a guide to surviving a mental hospital. Um, and it's about my experiences in a mental hospital. So that's very nice. That's the plan. That's really cool. Is this cool. also a comedy? Um, Enhance uh, your work. <laughs> well, I don't know if I could write something and not try to be funny in it. Right. Uh, so, you know, it'll probably have something in there. But no, the idea is not for it to be a comedic book. Right. Well, <laughs> and to the listeners, um, not to make light of any kind of mental health issues. I think mental health hospitals are absolutely wonderful or can be at least. Um, you know, we've had enough time where we've been able to joke about the humorous side of different things in life. I just realized how I said, this is gonna be a comedy that could sound a little insensitive. Um, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like there, I would, I would say some funny things happened to me while I was in the hospital. And Definitely. so you can still find joy and fun in a mental hospital. So. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's appropriate to always have, you know, like a little, a dash of, a dash of, um, I, I don't, I guess a dash of humor, I guess is the best way. You know, I think life, no matter what the circumstances, always has a little bit of a dash of, a dash of humor to the it. The best ingredient in life, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when I when I was in the hospital, I mean, it was the first time in a long time that I felt like myself again. And so I could kind of my personal my personality was able to come out when I was in there. And so, you know, it's not necessarily a depressing place all the time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a question about your about your book. Um, are you planning on writing this as a piece of fiction? Um, or, or not, uh, sorry, I'm trying to maybe fiction might not be the best way of asking that. Are you planning on writing it? Um, are you probably planning on writing it as a memoir, like about you personally? Are you gonna Are you gonna make it like a? Um, are you gonna like rename the characters, or and you're gonna make it about? I, I don't. know, Does that make sense? Like, is it gonna be like a? Like is a, it a memoir? Is it a like novel? A, yeah, with like fictional a, characters. Are you gonna retell it with like you know? fictional characters but true experiences um yeah that's what i right. there we go. <laughs> um so no matter what i won't be using other people's real names or sure. thing to like say who other people are um I, but the answer is i have not decided yet um i've the original idea was more of a memoir um, but I've also flirted with the idea of a somewhat fictionalized telling of true events. Um, when I say fictionalized, I mean, like, I don't know, like, not like, I wouldn't be making stuff up, but um, adding a bit more to it 
just to make it a you know full novel um but i haven't decided which direction i'm going to take it so we'll see okay yeah wow well i look forward to this book seth whether it comes out or not whether you write it or not this puts a little pressure on me to actually write it Uh, (laughs) maybe this is what i needed no i'm actually really i'm really excited to i mean like I'm really excited to hear it too. Like, I think, you know, it's such a, I think it's such a cool thing, Seth, that you're willing to share, you know, such a personal, you know, such personal experiences to your life in a, well, to Seth's credit, yeah, he has, he's always been really great at raising awareness um, about things that people might just not want to talk about, regardless of the topic. And Seth's just kind of gutsy. And we'll just say, well, you know, not gutsy. I mean, you definitely have guts, but I just think unashamed of your, oh, I hate this phrase, but unashamed of your truth. Like, this is what you believe. This is what you know. And um, yeah, you, you're not afraid to go there. Um, which is why I think the field of journalism suits you so well. Yeah. Well, as, as far as, you know, the mental hospital thing goes, I kind of have this theory with it where I'm like, why go through something hard if you're not going to, like, do something with it? You know, like, it just doesn't make sense to go through something tough and then just have it be for nothing and so you know yeah so I talked like I've given a TED talk about it in at college and I wrote an article about the hospital in my uh, university newspaper Um, but yeah you know yeah wow it's more it's more for selfish reasons just you know I feel like I'm not I didn't waste my time you know (laughs) right that's awesome, though. I'm really impressed with. I'm still. I'm still impressed. <laughs> reasons, regardless of reasons, Seth. I think that's really cool that you're that you're going to go ahead and do that. I'm, and I look forward to to reading your to reading your work again. So the last time we talked, Seth, you were a student at BYU Idaho. Yeah. Writing for the Scroll. Tell us about where you're at now. Well. I've graduated. Congratulations. And I now work for a magazine writing about diesel trucks. And I also contribute to boating magazines, uh, which if you know me, you know, those are not things I know a lot about uh, or <laughs> a ton of, I've had, or I had a ton of interest in previously, but that is journalism. So. All right. So do they uh, send you out on the road to get that hard-hitting story about the diesel trucks? <laughs> or do they put uh, you on boats? to? <laughs> you know, we, I mean, we do stories on people all over. And so right. it's uh, mostly phone interviews. But I think this summer and this fall, I'll be headed to some conferences where I'll have to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Very good. Welcome to, welcome to every job ever. 
that I've had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here and I'm pretending I know what I'm doing. You got to fake it till you make it. Yeah, exactly. Are you still currently writing for the scroll at BYU-Idaho? Nope. Nope. That's nope. just a college newspaper. So now that I'm graduated, I am done with that. Doing other things. However, you have self-published. Yes, I have. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, it's actually a, uh, it's an article. Well, it was my senior project in my last semester uh, at college. And um, I wrote about uh, mental health issues for the LGBTQ community at BYU-Idaho. And uh, so I just released it on my, just like on my personal medium blog pretty recently. That's wonderful. I have read this article and I thought it was a very well-written and very well-researched, you know, piece of work. And I was very, I was touched by your hard work into getting, you know, being a voice and an advocate to those people who need to, you know, who need that help with, and that attention for their mental health as well. I thought that was a very well-written article. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, BYU-Idaho is a somewhat homophobic place. Um, there's definitely signs of improvement, uh, people being more open, um, or people having more places to go um, to feel support. Like there's, you know, centers or places opening up for those students to go to for help. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the students are just kind of live in fear of their roommates or of other students because I mean, a lot of students have very extreme reactions to yeah. finding out, you know, someone's part of that community, which I don't understand because like it's 2021, like get over yourself. Like, <laughs> like if you're still homophobic in 2021, there's something wrong with you. So yeah. I don't know. No, Seth, I don't think I told you about this, which I don't know why after you wrote your article and everything. When I um, went to BYU-Idaho, but years ago, um, I had a roommate and, and the, well, all of us girls were talking and we were talking about um, LGBTQ+. We were talking about what that looks like at school and um, I quickly realized that my roommates were um, more homophobic. And so I was just keeping my mouth shut, kind of shocked. Um, and then one of my roommates said, well, Emma, what about you? And so I shared my opinions and um, here I am. I've, I've always been straight. I've never even dabbled any other way just because that's my preference. Um, but I just said, well, I just don't see things the same way as you. And I voiced my opinions. And this one roommate of mine didn't talk to me for weeks. And that was me as someone who, like I said, like I wasn't living any other lifestyle. It was just my opinion. And I was so discriminated against just for having an opinion. So I can't imagine for someone who actually is a member of that community yeah how much worse it would be yeah I mean 
I think they did a study at BYU and they found that 13% of BYU students identify as part of the LGBTQ community. So, I mean, like, chances are everyone has had a roommate or has a roommate right now in that community, whether you know it or not. Um, I mean, I have friends at BYUI who, you know, have told them, have like come out to me, but you know, there's other people, there's other roommates or other people that they don't come out to. And then, you know, those people make these comments and it's, I'm just horrified by it. Right. And it's, yeah. it's heartbreaking. And, you know, I, I, you should just assume that as someone in the room is probably part of that community because I mean, there's a good chance they are. Um, yeah. Right. Even if they're not, you shouldn't say things that you wouldn't want to say in front of those people. For sure. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like I had a different experience up at school because like I was around a lot of people who I felt like were a lot more open-minded and, you know, I, and I don't know if this is just, I, I don't want to, I don't want this at all to sound like I'm trying to perpetuate a stereotype, but like I was a part of the theater community up at BYU Idaho and you know there was a lot of people in my department that we we talked that we knew that you know were open and members of that community but I never felt that you know as members of that community I, I don't know maybe it was just because maybe that is just a, the nice thing about being a part of the theater community where it'll, but I had a lot of you know I had a lot of really positive experiences you know you know with you know being around people who were supportive of those individuals who were a part of that LGBTQ community um, so it does make me really sad to hear the other side where I, you know, where people went to, who went to my same university who had a very different experience where they had it a lot harder because people were a lot, yeah. less, a lot less accepting or a lot, you know, more unkind than they could have been. And that really makes me sad, you know, to, to know that there were people who probably had a, a harder time than other, you know, they had a harder time and, I'm really glad that you use your your platform as a journalist to to say we need to be kinder, we need to be better, we need to be more open to the idea that people are different than us, and just because they're different doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them. Um, and I'm you know I'm grateful that you know I'm still learning, and I, I want to be very open about that. I'm still learning to you know to, to, to just to make sure that I'm being as kind and as open as and you know and Christ-like as I possibly can be. Um, and so I'm glad that, you know, you used your voice to, to educate people because um, it definitely affected me in a positive way. So, yeah, know, appreciate that. my hat's off I, to you. I don't want to paint, you know, all of BYU-Idaho as this awful place because, you know, there, there's a lot of students that are open-minded and there's a lot of faculty as well. Um, you know, uh, the, like the religion department met this last semester or two and to talk about how to better teach with those students in mind. So like, you know, it's it's, awesome. things are slowly getting better, but it's too slow in my opinion. And I think the administration needs to address it. And um, I, a lot of students can improve as well. But yeah, um, Seth, thank you so much for, you know, not only writing, you know, genuinely just funny comedy, but thank you for using your talent for writing to tell people's stories and to raise awareness of how we treat each other. Um, you know, I think, I think you're a, just an incredibly well-rounded writer um, in, in all the things you do. You're, you're, you're amazing, you know, in your comedy, you're amazing in your creativity, 
but you're also just an amazing person who uses your talent to help to help people. So thank you for being such an awesome writer. Oh, thank you. Um, but Seth, just really quick, is there anything, oh, we already talked about your book. Is there any other big things coming up in your life that you want, you know, the people uh, listening to the podcast to know about? I'm going to go skydiving soon. Woohoo! Yes, he's going to go skydiving people. Um, and uh, we're going to be the first to tell you if he made it. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll keep our fingers crossed for you. In, in season three, you, you'll find out if I survived or not. Season three, we're going to find out if Seth is still alive. <laughs> uh, Seth, um, we want to link your article along with the podcast. Um, but is there also a website or somewhere where people can check out your work? Um, well, I posted it on my Medium blog. Um, but that's literally the only thing that I have on there. So if you uh, just linking this article will take you there. That'll Excellent. be exciting. Awesome. Uh, we'll be what sure about if they want to get in touch with you um, post experiencing your work? Well, um, you, uh, I guess you can add me on Instagram. I don't know. I kind of deleted all my social media, but I still check it sometimes. Uh, Instagram, uh, the Seth Lord is the username, which is a Star Wars reference, and I made it in high school, and I was going to change it, and then I had a friend say, no, did not change it. You can't change it now, the yeah. Seth uh, Lord. You're too, you're too far in, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, Seth, it has been an absolute pleasure to interview you again and to present your work on our podcast um pay attention to our social media we'll be linking seth and um, his articles as a journalist um and be also make sure just to listen to his episode the assassination of julius caesar um and if you haven't and you're a new listener please go back to the very beginning of time and listen to the greek gods um just so you can be well-rounded and and well-informed on the incredible writing of seth harper um but seth don't you ever forget don't you ever forget ever ever Never. We okay. liked you first. <laughs> and I want to say that with the assassination of Julius Caesar, I really did like you first. Well, here's the thing. You guys actually liked me first because I never, I wasn't into screenwriting at all. And you guys were writing the single, the television show. And I was like, well, that looks like fun. And so I was like, hey, can I join? And he was like, yeah. So I owe it, literally, owe it. you literally liked me first. I owe it all to you guys. We liked you first. We liked you first, Seth. We love you, buddy. Thanks for joining us. Tune in next week for some more awesome episodes of We Liked You First.